Hi, Kempi. Hey, boys. How you going? It's, it's it's an exciting time, isn't it? You know, it's where it's where hope, I suppose, rears its rears its head. And uh, every year, around the same time, everyone puts the uh, the daggers away for the first game before they make their decision on whether the Warriors can have a good a good season or not. Okay, so so tell us, what is your main uh, cause of optimism for the Warriors when you look at the team? Oh, Toru Harris, basically. Um, I think you know you, you look at players over the years, especially when I was involved, and we had Kevin Campion, and then along came Michael Luck, and I think with a bloke like Toru Harris, they can build a, a team around him. Um, and as long as he stays injury free, uh, and that's that's the big part for me. I don't think the Warriors have the depth to lose uh, a number of key players and. You know, if he, if he can if he can remain on the pitch, especially beside Sean Johnson on that right hand side of the field and help him with his defence, uh, they'll go they'll go close in a lot of games. So that perceived lack of depth would that be the cause for pause, perhaps? Well, I think what people don't understand is that you know the the first graders go through. It doesn't matter what um, team you play for, but the NRL first graders go through a number of injuries, um, and anywhere between you know half a dozen to up to up to twenty five injuries a season. So. For me, if the Warriors lose, you know, they lose Blake, Blake Green, for instance. I've let Utter Hingano go. Um, they're in a bit of trouble. Uh, Sean Johnson, they've already lost him twice in a season. We've seen that um, what happens there. And already we've seen Simon Mannering go down. And, you know, I don't think it's doomsday because Simon's not there. Um, but, gee, I hope they don't lose too many big players this year because I can't see them coming through the second game. There was a, 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 an announcement yesterday that I kind of found a little worrying, though. And this was the fact that Tony Edo, I think, had been moved in to become part of the of the coaching setup they've got. It's hardly ideal for for me to be reading this, you know, a couple of days out from the first game. What what do you what do you think that change was made? Oh, I don't know, but he must have some photos of someone somewhere. He's, he, he's got to be the the safest bloke down there at the Warriors. You know, he's moved he's moved all over the place, and I mean, it's a it's a smoke screen more than anything. Um, what they should be really concentrating on. I would have been um, expecting them to go on with a bit of confidence, especially with the South Sydney side that's coming back with Greg Inglis and, you know, got young Damien um, Cook starting in front of Robbie Farrer. Uh, and we're rolling out who the, who the coach who's been part of the whole department is moving into the heat, you know, inside the head coach. I just think it's, it's poor, uh, poor timing. Um, and I wouldn't make anything of it, mate, other than it's just the smoke screen to take the focus off, uh, off what's actually happening but tomorrow what, But Tony, what are we supposed to make of this? T- Tony Edo was only named as the reserve grade coach three months ago. Now he is the assistant coach to Steve Kearney. What are we supposed to take from that? Well, they've, they've obviously had their, their eye on someone else um, and waited you know, this long before uh, being able to say whether or not they could, they could actually have another key signing for the club. So that obviously hasn't happened. Uh, I know that Tony, you know, my inside information from the club is that Tony's had quite a lot to do with the uh, Premier side this year. Um, so it's, you know, the focus, I suppose, is is really around getting Tony next to Stephen because they need that that support. And I, and you've got to remember too that Andrew McFadden is, you know, that this, this is probably even stranger. Um, even though his contract is up at the end of the year, he said that he's leaving. Uh, you know, I'd be. Be probably thinking, you know, why why has he come out and been vocal about leaving the club when we know that he's leaving anyway? Yeah, uh, Tony Kemp is with us. That commentary is also with you on Radio Sport. It comes from Perth Stadium, nine o'clock. I think this might be a spelling mistake in our thing here. The contiguous call team.
Isn't it continuous? <laughs> no, they're contagious. Oh, can, yeah, yeah, so there you go. Contagious, all right. <laughs> yeah, uh, Matt Thompson and Dale Broman, the big man, the big man will have that there for you. So I'm having a look through this rabbit side, right? I was doing a bit of scouting, having a bit of look. Uh, there's, um, I know you mentioned there Greg Inglis, so it's interesting for him to try and come back there as well. But over the other side, Dane Gagai, that's got to be a heck of a pickup for them. Oh, he is. You know, he's by far Newcastle's best player. I don't think just last year, um, the year before, and and of course, you know, could go close to the best uh, Queensland Origin player last year too in the series. So he's a he's an outstanding pickup. Um, in in Inglis, I watched the uh, the two trial matches when Inglis. Uh, the second game against St George in the Charity Shield and English came back, he's got to be at least five kilos heavier. Mm. Uh, and just unstoppable, you know. He was running through the middle of the ruck and they just couldn't put him on his back. And he's, you know, in the centres at the moment, I know he's, he's, he was playing fullback, but I think Anthony Siebel, the, the South Sydney coach, is, is sort of, you know, with Gagai and, and uh, English on one side and you've got... The speedster at the back. Um, I think it's a real good opportunity for English just to find his way back in after that, that serious knee injury. But man, they got to be on top of their game because, you know, English by the looks of it in that charity shield just can't wait to get the, his hands back on that ball. Tony, we've assembled our time capsule to be buried, and it's your turn to drop in a piece of paper with the prediction for the Warriors for this season. Ooh, well, okay. We're all doing it. You must have given us some thought. You must give us thought. Where are they finished at the end of the regular season? So this is prior to the playoffs. Where do you reckon they are, one through to sixteen? Oh, look, I, I think they finish on the ninth or tenth. I think they dismiss out on the eighth. Um, I, I'm basing my uh, decision purely on the injury status of the club. I don't think they had the depth, um, but they, but they'll be in a lot of games like they have been. Uh, throughout the, the last couple of years and unfortunately injuries are going to get him again. Tony Kemp, thank you very much. We're, we're checking Tony's level of optimism yeah, and, and every Tony, week, aren't we? Also as well, so Tony, another thing I want to do, when we sign off each week for talking to you, and it's awesome that uh, that we've we've signed Tony to a one-year contract uh, here on the show on Friday morning. Incentive laden, it is too. Yeah, it is. And sent, our mate's incentive. So we're on a, uh, on a one to ten scale. Uh, I'm going to ask you this each week at the end of it when we go, Tony, on a scale of one to ten, what's your excitement levels about the Warriors today? Oh, seven. Seven. Beautiful. Thank you very much, sir. Uh, we'll talk with Tony every Monday on your Radio Sport Breakfast Rugby League with TNT for Express Deliveries. We thank you.